the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. It is good morning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, for the next two hours, you're stuck with my me, Mark Salem, and my wife, Renee, and we're talking about cars, car repair. Should I buy this car? Here's two cars. My wife wants this. My husband wants that. All those kinds of things. The problem is, is that you need to know well in advance that we're going to I'm going to side with your wife because that's the path of least resistance. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't sound like a real supportive (laughs) yes. You know what I mean? This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. The only shop in Mesa that I can honestly tell you to visit is Thompson's Auto Repair. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. Now, that doesn't mean there's other good shops. There's not other good shops in Mesa, but he has applied and he has met all the requirements to be on our best car repair shops list. Brian and Thelma have ASE certified technicians. They do a good job. They follow up with friendly reminders what you might be due for. They'll help you keep your vehicle in any shape you want. Anything that you need, they'll help you with. 602, or actually, Thompson's Auto Repair, Main Street, just east of Stapley. And there I got ahead go. of myself because I dropped a piece of paper before I said it. <laughs> yeah. So nevertheless, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You know, I watched the news this morning. Okay. More than I normally do. Okay. And um, and and I was watching the weather people, and I was watching the the... And the word like and definitely is something that just, it impacted, it got inside my head and it, it can't come out. Yeah. <laughs> the words like and indefinitely. Not too long ago, there was something I was at, it was at a speaker or it was on television or whatever, where this young man was talking and every other word out of his mouth was like. It's re- distracting. Yeah. It, it And then I interviewed um, someone not too long ago where like was a like part of like my whole life is my sister like uh, my mother like I mean it just went on and don't on and start. on. Don't start it'll it'll get you and you'll start saying it. I don't think it'll get me. I'll tell you what. Okay, so we had it. We've had quite a few calls here recently with respect to um, car repair stuff, and so I thought I'd I'd touch a couple of those just in in case that uh, they happen to be uh, happen to apply to you know anybody else that's out there. One of the things that um, I found really kind of unusual is there's a gentleman in Leeds, Alabama. Okay. And he's a retired policeman. And he has a Ford pickup truck. And he has this shutter. Okay. Do you know what a shutter is? 
well, I don't know if it's a, sh- a brake shutter or is it a engine shutter or a hesitation is kind of what I think of, or a shutter when you're braking is kind but, of a pulsation. Right. But the words people use, right. you've got to kind of drill down right. to find out. So I ask him a lot of questions, and it sounded as if he had an engine miss. And supposedly he checked and had a misfire coat. Okay. So I ask him a couple of things over the internet and I just said to him I just don't know enough information to guide you but if you have a misfire code then maybe that's the first place you should use because it was does it do it cold or hot well sometimes some sometimes another and the the questions answers were vague mm-hmm. so I, I couldn't really tell and I said when you have a, a misfire you can have a hardware problem like a spark plug a wire a coil but you could also have too rich, too lean, a vacuum leak. So I'm asking him questions, trying to jumble it up in my empty head to figure out what I can do. Mm-hmm. So he, <laughs> this is this is the most amazing um, one I've I've ever I've ever sent, and I'm looking forward to as fast as I can right now because I did send it over to Lorenzo and ask him to comment on it. But and he's a transmission guy. But anyway, he writes me an email back and he says. This is what I've had done. Um, between me and all my friends in the garage, we replaced all the spark plugs, all the spark plug wires or boots as we call them, and all the coils. Okay. And he said that didn't fix it. So then he says, I took it back to him and I said, what else can it be? Now keep in mind this Ford truck has 200,000 miles on it. Okay. So it's been around the block a couple of times. And they said, well, you know, it could be the timing chain. Well, when you take the front of a Ford engine apart, mm-hmm. especially the small V8s, you got your hands full. On a 1 to 10 scale, that's a number 8 okay. with respect to sophistication. So when you go in and do the timing chain, you do the front crankshaft sensor, you might have to do the harmonic balancer, you might have to do the water pump. There's a lot to be done. It's not like that 327 V8 that we had in the 70s. It's completely different. That's typically... On the top end, $2,000 worth of work. Okay. He has all that done. Oh, my gosh. And you know what he says? What? He says, yep, you're right, Mark. It's still there. Oh, my. So then he tells me that he has, when he drives down the road, that this shutter occurs between 30, uh, let me see here, 35? 35 miles an hour to 50 miles an hour. 55. 35 to 55. Well, that's where we go into high gear in the automatic transmissions because we have one, two, three, and then we have overdrive and lockup. Mm-hmm. So we have kind of five speeds to a transmission. They just have different nomenclature. So first gear, second gear, third gear, and then we go into overdrive, which is really fourth gear, and then we lock the converter, which means that one revolution of the engine is one revolution of the rear wheels. Okay. So we, we have direct drive. And when you lock the converter usually you're in that 35 to 55 mile an hour range. So I say to him, I want you to go drive it, and I want you to push the button on the shifter, and I want you to take it out of of overdrive, Mm -hmm. lock up overdrive. So he writes me back and he goes, it doesn't do it when I push the button, and it does when I do. Oh, boy. So I says, well, we got a transmission problem. He goes, well, I talked to all my buddies, and they, everybody says, would you got a two hundred thousand dollar or your two hundred mile two hundred thousand mile transmission, so you should just go ahead and do that. And I'm thinking, if it's an external issue, 
he's going to put a new tranny in it and have the same problem. Right. So there's all these different things. When you when you want to test your transmission, sometimes you just gently apply the brake when you're doing 55 north of 55 miles an hour, and you'll feel a little bit of a bump, which is a downshift. And you'll also see the tachometer go up just a tad. But basically, the brake application unlocks the torque converter. We, If you've ever come to a stop in a four-speed, five-speed engine mm-hmm. or car or truck, if you forget to push in the clutch, as you come to a stop, it goes da-da-da-da-da-da, and yeah. it comes to a stop with a violent jerk. Okay? Okay. That's what a torque converter does. Torque converter has to unlock, and so when you hit the brakes, the computer goes, unlock. Mm-hmm. Now, 100 years ago, GM had a front-wheel drive car, and people would get off the freeway. And as they would get off the freeway, the car would do just exactly that. It was like it was in fourth gear, and they hadn't put the clutch in. Duke, 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 duh, and then it would die. So they'd put it in neutral, cart up the car perfectly. And the minute they put it into drive, the front wheels would squeal, and it would die. So then they put it in neutral, and they'd start it up, and they'd rev the heck out of it, and then they'd throw it into drive, and the front wheels would burn off of it, and they would take off. And then everything was fine. Okay. So we had an t- industry. We had a tough time. What was going on? So somebody decided to disconnect the torque converter clutch connector on the transmission. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. It was gone. So you plug it in, and the problem would be back. You plugged it, you unplugged it, and the problem would go away. So everybody knew that it was a torque converter problem, and basically we were locking the engine to the rear wheels, so when they came to a stop, the engine died. Okay. This isn't on the truck, though. This is on the car that you were talking about. It's similar. Okay. It's similar. Um, It's going to have an application that's going to lock up the converter, but his shutter, he calls, his Mm -hmm. shutter, um, goes away when he pushes his overdrive button. So we're taking it out of high gear. We're going down. He says, and the tachometer comes up a little bit, and I expect all that. So now it's kind of like, I don't want to tell you to go get a new transmission. I think it needs to be diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I think you need to spend the money. He's He spent, according to my calculations, somewhere between $2,500 and $4,000 already, guessing. Yeah. And, of course, he's been on YouTube like everybody else goes to. And, they, and then people and are guessing. And all his friends. And, and all of his friends and all that, that other kind of stuff. We don't know if they're technicians or. We don't know anything about them. Yeah. We don't know anything about them. So the big picture on this whole thing. Are you there? Hello? Is Gil there? I hear you, Mark. There oh, he is. Okay. I just didn't see any activity going on. And I thought maybe we had you were quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nevertheless, 602-508-0960, I'm, I don't think I'm good enough to have that go on because I can't diagnose it, you know, yeah. a, a thousands of miles So away. you told them to go have the transmission diagnosed or try to get somebody to look at it and see. Well, I think what we've done for the first time is we've actually been able to determine what makes it okay and what makes it not okay. What and part of the vehicle it is is, yeah. is causing and the shutter. This is going to be related to the overdrive because that's what the overdrive button does. Right. So at least we now know. But the question is, is there's external things that lock and unlock it, but it also could be a, a, some part of the converter itself. Sure. But 200,000 miles, you end up with a bunch of trash in the converter Mm because the converter is a hydraulic component. So we pump fluid into it. It spins around, creates pressure. So as this transmission wears over 200,000 miles, a lot of the clutch material, a a lot of the metal that is shed on a normal transmission ends up in the converter. Mm -hmm. 
So is it the application that's messed up? And the answer is probably no, because it works and it, it locks and unlocks. Right. So the application of the converter, but the shutter could easily be the converter. Mm-hmm. So you take it out and you put a new one in, but you have to flush the transmission when you do that to get all the metal because we can't take the trash out of the transmission and put it in the new converter. Right. So you replace the filter and you do all the fluid. So it's a big deal. Sure. By the time you're done with this, you're probably three to $500 into it. But that's better than a new transmission. But he needs a new transmission because they don't go 200,000 miles. Okay. Then he's, he's, Okay, did he say he'd ever had it done? He's never had it done. This is what he said. I, I don't want to buy a new truck because I haven't spent a dime on this truck in the last 10 years. Oh, okay. So okay. he probably so hasn't. It's time to spend a dime. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so you you wouldn't want to, to take, a, a take your situation and have it go away on you. Um, or, or put in, do a bunch of work to the transmission and end up with the with same the problem, same problem yeah. because that's what he's already done. Mm-hmm. So I think we should have it diagnosed to make sure that it is a torque converter issue that's causing this shutter yeah. only in between 35 and 55. And if it is, then we just check some pressures and check some other things on the transmission and then make a decision. But I think a rebuilt transmission, once the external components are checked, I think the rebuilt transmission is the most likely place, mm-hmm. assuming that he's doing the test right that right. me and others are giving him. Right. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When we come back, you know what a CVT transmission is? I've heard of it. I know. Okay. Constant velocity transmission. Okay. What it is, it has no gears. Okay. It has this pulley system that gives you power on the low end, and then the faster you go, then the faster the transmission lets you go. Mm -hmm. So somebody came up with, should I put a new cooler into my transmission circuit on my CVT Nissan Versa? Mm -hmm. Will that make it last longer? What they're alluding to is... (laughs) These CVT transmissions have an expected life, depending on who you ask, mm-hmm. on the low side of 60,000 and 90 on the top. Yeah. And that's expected life. Um, few of them make north of 100, 110. So that CVT transmission, while it's kind of good for fuel economy and it doesn't have all these gears, huh, it's expensive. Right. So the question is, is, should you put a cooler on it? And I'll give you the answer in a few minutes. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you.
Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the West wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes, the list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour. The Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019, with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher. Plan for the trip of a lifetime today. Tickets and info at 960thepatriot.com. That's 960thepatriot.com. This is Dan Prof for townhall.com. Lots of people would have told you to abort that baby. You didn't do that. I know that was hard. I want you to know that no matter what, I know that you always did the best you knew how to do, and look how it turned out. Those are the touching words Oprah Winfrey used to say goodbye to her mother who passed away on Thanksgiving Day this year. Look how it turned out indeed. Vernita Lee's daughter is now a billionaire, instantly identified the world over by the mere utterance of her first name. Oprah may not preach what her mom practiced, but thankfully more Americans are choosing Vernita Lee's example over her daughter's. In the last decade, abortions in the United States have declined 25%, according to the CDC. As we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, we should also celebrate that the culture of life is beating back cultural Marxism. I'm Dan Prof. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Well, I finally improved my credit score. What? The band is about to be discovered. Rock gods don't need to worry about credit scores. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, make ridiculous on-tour requests, tragically break up and blame creative differences. Yeah, I'm not banking my retirement on a band that's never left your garage. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. And uh, I probably should get my uh, phone or my uh, clock out of the way here, huh? But I can't see anything because 21 minutes after the hour you of 10 o'clock. You make me nervous when you start pushing all these buttons during the... You know, <laughs> during the break, I make me. Nervous. I never know if you're coming back or not. I'm making me nervous. <laughs> All righty. Well, anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Okay, we were talking about the CVT transmission. It's in it's in the Hondas. It's in Nissans. It's it's a couple of other of of the uh, other import cars, and you know how when you ride a 10 speed bike, sure. You know when you shift the transmit or shift the gears, yes. That it goes from you pedal real fast and you don't go anywhere yeah. until you, you're just barely pedaling and you're just flying down the road. Mm-hmm. That's a CVT transmission. You okay. have two sets of gears. Okay? Okay. If you use the small one in the front and the big one in the back, you got power. Okay. But if you use the small one in the front and the small one in the back, you got speed. That's what a constant velocity transmission is all about. It's a matter of moving two gears. And so, like on a 10-speed bike, you have three gears in the front, Mm -hmm. and then you have, I don't know, five or six in the back, maybe seven in the back. I don't know. So as you look at that, you make 
it goes slow or fast depending on whether you're using the big sprocket in the front and the little one in the back. Mm-hmm. So that's 10th gear. That's real high. Yeah. So the CVT, I called Lorenzo, and I said to him, a cooler on a CVT? I've never been asked that question before. And he goes, no. And I said, why? And he goes, well, first of all, they already have a, a cooler. Second of all, the CVTs don't die of, of heat. He said, they die of shedding inside. Okay. So he says they create a real fine dust and particles. And that's why everybody's now saying to the CVT people is let's change your fluid and, your, and clean up your filter um, every 30,000 miles because there's a flow control valve inside the CVT mm-hmm. that controls fluid flow. And, of course, the transmission does everything based on fuel or oil pressure. Okay. So this flow control valve gets boogered up with all this trash Mm -hmm. so it stops working which means the transmission stops working and when you take that apart you find all this trash that would otherwise be in the transmission so the answer to my my guy that 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 sent me an email Mm -hmm. was another cooler won't fix anything on your cvt because it doesn't die of overheating like a big dodge truck or some of the people that pull stuff that shouldn't be pulling boats and trailers and stuff their transmission overheats cooks the fluid and then the transmission goes bad there's no heat issues with the cvt so the answer is is forget the cooler idea just spend your money maybe once a year having it having the the transmission service let's remove the old fluid let's clean the filter and send you back on your way yeah we had a customer that had uh, one of those and he couldn't find anybody to work on those they would either take them completely out and just replace the whole thing but they don't rebuild them or and you can't get parts for them or something like that i guess they're not real you're exactly right yeah i'll give you an example and i know we've got a caller but i'll give you an example if you were a doctor of animals here, mm-hmm. the last thing in Arizona that you would be a per, uh, know about is giraffes, okay? Right. There's none here. Elephants, there's nothing here. Mm-hmm. So the transmission guys, these CVTs don't even make 1% of all the vehicles on the market. Okay. So why would you buy thousands of dollars of specialty tools to diagnose, check the fuel pressure or the, the, the line pressure, check this, check that? Why would you do that? for less than 1% of the cars on the road. Okay. Now, another thing is is the guys that do rebuild them aren't doing a good job, and nobody wants anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. So your only option is a crate transmission. Okay. That's your only option. So no one else is going to take it apart. Now, there's some guys that will go in and look at the flow control valve, mm-hmm. and if it's all dirty, they'll clean it up, change the fluid, and then they'll say to you, "No, get, there's no warranty on my work. Okay. I don't know if it's going to work, and if it works 10,000 or 20,000 miles more, you won. Yeah. But if it doesn't, you lost, and you're in no better shape or worse shape than you are before. Than you were, yeah. All righty, 602-508-0960. And, Gil, who have we got as our first caller? Say hello to Wally. Wally, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning. I got a 2000 Pontiac Bonneville V6, over 200,000 miles, did a valve job 15,000 miles ago. At a long stoplight, I get a blue puff out the tailpipe. Not every time, but probably one out of five times. So I'm wondering if I've got valve seals bad or rings on the cylinder. What should I do? Well, first of all, how long has this been going on? The blue About smoke. Three months. About three months. Okay. What I would do is is you did a valve job on it and. If you didn't have this puff of blue smoke, then it probably is the valves, but we have to find out what cylinder it is. 
So I think if you've driven it 100 miles or more since this blue puff has happened, I think you'll be able to pull the spark plugs and you'll be able to compare the porcelain t- and the tip and to each other, and I think you can clearly find out which cylinder you got a problem in. Okay. Now, now we know that spark plug will show that you're consuming oil out of that out of that cylinder, so that will guide you. But that doesn't mean you have something wrong with the heads. This could also be something where we've got an intake manifold gasket. Keep in mind the intake manifold um, passes water to the head and back. Um, and then it also has some oil return lines to it, and there's oil in underneath the intake. And so as a result of that, we can have a bad intake gasket, which had to come off when you, for you to do the valve job, and we're sucking oil out of the bottom of the valley. And so okay. there's a couple of different places. Now, if, if I was looking for the gasket problem, this is what I'd do. I'd block off the PCV valve. I'd pull the PCV valve out of the valve cover, and I'd block it with five layers of duct tape. I'd pull the okay. dipstick out, and I'd put a vacuum gauge on the dipstick. And so I'd start it up, and I better not have any vacuum on that dipstick tube. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Because I'm disabling the PCV valve positive crankcase ventilator. So it's the vacuum cleaner for the engine. So I'm, I'm putting duct tape over that hole. Now I'm checking the vacuum at the dipstick, which is, they end up at the same place inside the motor, and that tells me if I've got an intake gasket that's leaking. But your spark plugs is start number one. Then you can do a compression test on that cylinder plus two others. And then you can do a wet-dry compression test on it where you squirt some oil in there and run another compression test. If the rings are bad in that cylinder, you'll see it in the wet-dry compression test. If okay. you see one spark plug bad, then you could pull the valve cover and replace just the guide or just the seal on the guide. You could do that if you wanted to. Um, it, the, the problem with that is, is if you drop that valve inside the cylinder, you're in so much trouble uh, everywhere Everywhere you can imagine, you're going to be in big-time trouble. So yeah. we use air through the spark plug hole to hold the valve shut. Then we ha- you have to know how to unload the spring and take the keepers out, slide a new ga- um, seal on it without pushing the valve into the cylinder because when that happens, you're going to use bad words that your wife hasn't heard in a long time. Yeah, we're aware of that situation, done a little bit of that, so we can do that. All right. I will check for that intake. That sounds like a real possibility. So okay. I will check all those things, and I appreciate it. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to you. And when we get down to working on cars, the easy thing to remember is is that you have to control the risk. And if you don't know, I can't tell you how much money customers of mine have spent by get going someplace where they really had no business to. And oftentimes the damage is 10 times the tool. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. 
It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. We all dream of our perfect retirement, but don't always have the plan for how to get there. With so many voices in retirement planning, it's hard to dig through the noise and find the truth. Some make outrageous claims. Others seem okay, but how would it work for you? Tune in to My Smart Retirement with certified financial planner Nancy Fleming. Saturdays at 12 p.m. for sound answers and practical ideas for your retirement concerns. That's My Smart Retirement with Nancy Fleming, Saturdays at 12 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and the phone number, if you have a car question or a car problem, or you want to discuss a car issue, or if you want to tell us about a symptom set that you had and the and how it was fixed, that's always kind of interesting. And what we don't want to talk about is, we don't want to talk about codes as being the focus. So if we have an O2 sensor code, or if we have a... a uh, 
EFE code or if we have a, a DPF code, we don't want to talk about, you know, that's going to mean that you replace those sensors because that's, that's not the truth in any way, shape, or form. And who would know that better is Kurtz Auto Repair up on I-17 and Bell. They do gas and diesel. They've, working on, they've worked on domestic import gas and diesel for a very long time. Kurt's a master technician. Jeff's a master technician. Eric's a master technician. So you got three top guys, and two of them got their hands dirty, and Kurt sometimes too. But you're working with a shop that's been well-schooled and has proven their expertise in bumper-to-bumper kind of car repair. So if you live anywhere near I-17 and Bell and you don't have a repair shop that you just love, then stop by, make an appointment for an oil change, and, and see how you like them and see how you like how they treat you and how they communicate with you. So that's Kurtz Auto Repair, I-17 and Bell. Maria, good morning. What can morning. I do to help you? Uh, my husband bought me a 2018 uh, Maserati uh, a couple of months ago, and I was just wondering if there is an independent that's authorized by Maserati to do any of the services, like just a simple oil change. I think they want like $1,200. <laughs> okay. Um, there, you, you don't, you're not obligated to have Maserati do your services. Okay. Uh, that could create a problem in a warranty issue, but... Most of us can do an oil change with, I mean, Renee, how many years has it been or how many months has it been since we had some conflict about an oil change we did on a car under warranty? Yeah. Or rotating the tires or cleaning the battery terminals or any of that kind of stuff. It's just never happened. Mm -hmm. So the answer to your question is, 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 are you sure it's $1,200 for an oil change? You know, I won't swear to it, but I think that's what they said when I... Or maybe they wanted that much for a package of three or something. I can't remember to tell you the truth. Okay. I, it floored me when I heard it. Okay. Now, is what? how many miles does your new car have on it? Uh, 5,000. Okay. Okay. I am... It's not due yet. Okay. And and how do you know it's not due yet? Is there a, is there a light on your dash that tells you uh, we're due for an oil change? Yes. Okay. Uh, there isn't a light now. Okay. I just want to know for the future, you know, for okay. when it happens. Sure. I think, uh, well, first of all, I know that virtually every shop I know, uh, the good shops in town, would have no problem. And oil changes, okay. we drain the oil, we take the filter off, we match it to the new one, we put it on. And the Maserati oil filters isn't built by Maserati. It's built by Wix or it's built by Champ or it's uh-huh. built by a lot of other companies that do filters for everybody. So then I would look in your owner's manual to find out what kind of oil it is, but I'm quite sure you have a synthetic in there. And the synthetic oil takes your oil change, a normal oil change, from about $45, $50, all the way to well past 100 and depending on how many quarts your Maserati holds. If it has a synthetic oil, and it'll say that in the manual, then your oil change interval is going to be between eight and 10,000 miles. And okay. so you'll, and then depending on how many you drive, Marie, isn't that, isn't that kind of maybe once a year for you? Uh, yeah. Okay. About, yeah. And if that's the case, I would have the oil changed. I would arrange to have the oil change done in April, um, April or May, and then go through the summer with fresh, clean oil. That's okay. what we do with our cars. But, okay, I'm not here in the summer, so I don't drive my car. 
Okay, it's 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 no big deal. It's just yeah. in the ge- geographical area of Phoenix. Um, it's with our tremendous heat and our summers that are so um, right. so bad. It's just nice to go through the summer with fresh oil. Now, right. on your Maserati, you're going to have some oil changes, and you're going to have some inspections. Now, the inspections are real easy. Check the hoses, the belts, the fluids, the tires. Those are the four. So it's a visual check and air up your tires. That, along with every other oil change, you probably have a tire rotation. And in your car, the backs go to your front, the front go to the back. And and during those inspections, you would look for anything that needed a, had a problem. You'd look for corrosion on the battery terminals. You'd look at any coolant leaks, any oil leaks, all that kind of stuff. And if you found something, you would tell the Maserati owner, and they would take it back to the dealership. But last but not least, my wife's standing here, and she's she wants me to ask you something. She says, what did you do? <laughs> to, to how nice were you, or how is it that you got a Maserati from for a husband? He said, "I've taken good care of him. We're you know seventy three and five, and he good said, for I've you. Taken good care of him. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I I think he and I would get along just fine because I understand the joy of giving." And so um, I'm sure that he 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 received a you know a, a good feeling because he bought you something that most of us probably wouldn't buy for our wives. Um, I, my <laughs> wife drinks like a, a fish, and she, I can't possibly buy Mark. her. <laughs> hey, we have to take a break, but thanks, Marie. <laughs> and of course, I'm kidding you about my wife. But Marie, good luck to you. And what part of town are you in, real quick? Uh, we're in uh, northern Peoria. Okay. Maybe Up by 83rd yeah. and uh, like uh, 83rd and Jomax. Okay, I don't have anybody way up north there. Do you guys yeah. work in? Do you come down into the valley any closer uh, for anything oh, on a yeah. regular? Yeah, I you know I go to Scottsdale and I have my kids live over there and we have our okay. business by the Deer Valley Airport. We're still working. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now uh, Tom Blackwell at 40th Street and Greenway is is a friend of mine and he's exactly the guy that you would want because he is a sponge and before you brought your car and he'd ask you your make and model and he would know everything about your car before you even got there so okay. I'm, I'm i know that at 40th and greenway which is not too away from your scottsdale store then i also want you to to call goody at Goody's Mercedes-Benz in Scottsdale. Now, he only does Mercedes-Benz, but the question to him is, is Mark said you might know some independent that's capable of doing normal maintenance on your Maserati. And there's a lot of other shops. Kurt's at at I-17 and Bell or um, I-17 and Deer Valley, uh, Action Auto. Both of those guys could do it as well. But if you're going to be in Scottsdale, then Blackwell's probably your closest shop, okay? Okay, thanks for all your help. I appreciate it. You're Happy welcome. New Year to both of you. Same to you. Thank you. And when, with that, we'll be back in a minute. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure. 
sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you, we'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my wife, Renee. Together, we've been in the car repair business for 39 years. She started when she was six years old, and I was a little bit older, but... What are you smiling for? I'm just laughing at you. Okay. And and, and, and before we go, to, well, 602-508-0960, if you have a car question, 602-508-0960. Maria, hopefully you're still listening. Mm-hmm. We looked it up, and your car has a 12,000-mile oil change interval. We looked it up, and we found that there are shops out there that are quoting five, almost $600 in oil change which would dovetail nicely into her $1,200 number. She was buying two oil changes yeah. for $1,200. There also is a note in there that you better get the oil filter on right. 
Um, otherwise, it can cost you an engine. And, of course, none of us want to buy a, a Maserati engine, but we all have insurance for that kind of stuff. But let me explain. You remember the little old lady that was a customer of ours? Yes. And you remember that we screwed up the oil filter? Yep. The parts guy went out into the, to the, to the shop, and he had two filters for different cars, but they were both Toyotas. Mm-hmm. And he gave filter A to the B car and filter B to the A car. Right. So the other car turned out to be fine, although we recalled it real fast. But the little old lady's car, she hopped in it. She made it what? Two or three blocks down the road. Yep. There was a huge oil slick behind her. So we brought the car in. We tried a variety of things. Right. The motor was gone. And it wasn't her fault. It was our fault. Yeah, so we put I another motor in there. she kept driving, too. But she drove it yeah, a long time. home or something. And the red light was on, and the oil was all over the exhaust, and there was a there's a string of oil from our place to her house. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish she would have stopped when she saw the red yeah. light, and it would have saved me a lot of money. But that's the key right there. I would say to Maria, no matter who does your oil change, you pay particular attention to the, what's going on behind you. Right. So if you're driving down the road and you're leaving a wet spot on the road, you have to stop, pull over right then, right there. Right. Not, the red lights on the dash. Or yeah, anything like that at all. We actually mess up an oil filter maybe once a year. Oh, I don't even know if it's that much. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm going to say it is. And that's usually because we double gasket the oil filter or um, we, we don't tighten it appropriately and it leaks. Mm-hmm. There's a variety of reasons. But the volume of oil and the, and the oil changes we do is horrendous on an annual basis. So when, when they talk about if you don't get the oil filter right, I'm quite sure that my senior guys who have 20 or 25 years, the guys with gray hair that work for me, They've never messed up an oil filter. Right. It's the young bucks that are straight out of high school or straight out of technical school that think they know it all that screw up that kind of deal. But all of us know how to put filters on, and we know what to do, how to check it for a gasket, how to make sure that it's it's exactly like the old one, all that stuff. You know the threaded thing that you screw the filter on? Right. You can take your finger and stick it in there. Now, the hole may be from small to big. Right. So you use the same finger. You find out which one your finger goes down to the, the knuckle. Then you take the new one, and your finger better go in that far. So you then you, you kiss the, right the gaskets. You take the new filter and the old filter, mm-hmm. and you touch them together, and the gaskets better touch one another and be perfect in height-wise. Yeah. That's how you do it. Okay. So it's pretty easy to you not mess expert. that up. No, mechanic I, you. I've learned from experience. <laughs> uh, I've bought an engine or two because of my stupidity. Yeah. I can guarantee really? you that. Cool. I have. Okay. Nevertheless, we're going to talk real quick about Automatic Transmission Exchange, and they are at 40th Street in Washington on the north side of the road. Phil owns Automatic Transmission Exchange. He's probably one of the best transmission shops in the entire valley. He really does know the old cars to the new cars. He's been around a really long time. And like I said, he has a fundamental knowledge. So he's gone from the 1950s and the 1960s and the 1970s when transmissions were super simple compared to the computer-controlled ones we have today that can have eight forward speeds. So he's really good at all that kind of stuff. So if you have a transmission concern, like a leak, it doesn't shift right, or maybe it slips in the morning but not in the afternoon, or maybe you have something issue that you want to talk about, then Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th and Washington, north side of the road, is a good place to go. Okay, anything else you want to talk about? Any other weird emails or calls this week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Remember the guy in Alabama? Yes. I found the email. Listen to this. Okay. Took my car to a shop, ended up replacing all the ignition coils, all the spark plugs, 
And I had a couple of coils that were bad along with the boots, considering the mileage. That's what they say when they mess up and spend a lot of money. Well, I needed it anyway. You'll hear mm-hmm. that, okay? Okay. Then he says, computer showed no issues with the coils or plugs after we replaced them. So he, he evidently, if that's the truth, he evidently had an engine miss. Okay. Okay. Then he says, truck ran fine for a short time, but then the symptoms, remember the shutter? It came back. He says, well... We discussed, at that point, the shop says, you know, it can't be the spark plugs or the coil, so we want to change the timing chain, the cam phasers, and the timing chain, the guides, the cam phasers, the water pump, the valve cover timing gaskets, and the front rear seal. We put all that back together, and and this is what he writes. Back on the road, and you guessed it, the shutter is still there. Oh, boy. We have spent $2,000 already because he's doing a let's go to the garage and get a consensus. Mm -hmm. So everybody's guessing, and he's saying, okay, well, this guess sounds right. Mm -hmm. So then to clarify the shutter, it occurs when I get to speeds 35 to 55, and I'm coasting, and I lightly apply the accelerator. You can feel it. The transmission's been serviced every 30,000 miles, and I don't care about that. It's got 200,000 miles on it. It's been around the world eight times, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, and it's a Ford. So those two things are strike one, strike two. <laughs> the transmission shifts firm with no slip and under acceleration and downshifts immediately into second and first when he comes to a stop. When I take the overdrive off, I don't get the shutter, but I'm also running at a higher RPM. So he's thinking the higher RPM is is where the problem is it's not when you drive you shift from fifth to fourth the rpm goes up well that's what he's doing when he pushes the overdrive button but the fact that the shutter goes away when the overdrive's pushed tells you all you need to know this is a torque converter problem mm-hmm. so he says that um when i take off an overdrive blah 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 and and here's my question to you mark if i continue to drive this will <laughs> will this cause any damage to my engine or transmission well, I don't know what it is, so I can't answer that question, but let's look at it from a, a pragmatic point of view. You can drive it, but you're going to have to replace the transmission one way or another, right. so it doesn't make any difference, and the transmission's not going to fi- cause anything in the engine to fail. Mm-hmm. So forget the engine, but if whatever this is. And he says, now here's the kicker. This is This is wonderful. Or should I bite the bullet and pay to have a new torque converter replaced? as not to cause any other damage. Mark, thanks for your time. P.S. I've been told it's time for a new truck, but I haven't had a car payment in 12 years, and this truck runs just fine. I just have a hiccup. Well, if he hasn't had a car payment for 12 years, and this thing's running at 200,000 miles, he hasn't put a bunch of money into this, then even if he had to put a transmission in it, so what? Yeah. So what? New car. Yeah. I mean, the license plates and sales tax would pay for two transmissions in this truck. Mm-hmm. So, and he's a retired policeman. Did I tell you that? Yes, you did. I mean, and I like policemen, <laughs> but sometimes they are the worst customers to have, uh, except for Tommy and his kids. Okay. Okay. Tommy's a customer of ours and he's a policeman and he always comes in and gives us the symptoms. He's one of the best customers we have, but he's a policeman and he knows the <laughs> symptoms Okay. <laughs> and he doesn't tell us how to fix it. He's a good guy. Yeah. Nevertheless, that's what happens to us when we run across. Most of the guys tell us, uh, tell us how to fix it and what they want us to do, and then we have to pry the symptoms out of them. Mm-hmm. The women will come in and make the noises for us, but the hairy-chested guys, whew, those guys are the toughest ones to deal with. Yep.
the hairy yeah. chested guys. Yeah, I know that. You know, and you, when you run the front counter, how do you handle the hairy chested guys? Oh, they'll tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whether it's the truth or not. Oh, and speaking of the truth, there was a guy that we were talking about this code he had in his engine. And it has to do with the EGR, the exhaust gas recirculation valve. And so I said to him, this is what I want you to do. Let's verify the EGR is working. So have the engine idle. Stick your fingers underneath the EGR valve and open it, and it should die or almost die. Mm -hmm. So I said, we need to know if the passageways in the EGR are plugged up, and that will tell us in a heartbeat. So he writes back, and he goes, no, um, everything was fine. Then later he tells me that it was fixed as we cleaned up the passageways in the EGR. And so my question is, is if everything was fine, yeah, then it wasn't pl- it doesn't make sense. Right. So it's kind of like if you, it, there's three answers to your to a car question. Okay. Yes, no, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the women know the yes and the no just fine, but the men they don't know the third one. It's not. I'm not. I'm just teasing them. Okay. I'm not calling them Ford owners either. I'm just saying men in general. Oh, gotcha. I'm one of them. Yeah. So I go tell my doctor, you know, how to fix me. Yeah, I know you do. I, you I, tell everybody how to I, fix yeah, everything, know, whether they want to know or not. I, I say to them, I know that there's lots of head medicines, and this is the one I think is going to fit me the best. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you, too, about Harker's Automotive. Harker's is at 38th Avenue in Indian School, and there's another good example of a gray-haired guy that just knows everything about cars, and his name is Bob, and he runs the shop. Ellen, she, you're going to deal with her at the front counter. Bob is one of those guys that you can go in and tell him, I've had my car to every shop in town, and nobody can fix it. And you'll see his eyes just go wide open because that's the kind of gauntlet he responds to. I remember I had a Dodge truck that, I don't know, it was something weird. Like you turn on the windshield wipers and the radio station change, something weird. Mm-hmm. And he says, I can't find anybody. I said, you take it to Bob and just tell him that Salem said that there's not a prayer in hell that he's going to fix it. So he does. And mm-hmm. then he calls me back and he goes, he fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> so then I call Bob and I go, let me in on the fix. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? He goes, I'm not going to tell you. That's he good. says, if you get one of those, then send it to me and I know how to fix it. <laughs> so anyway, 38th Avenue in Indian School, Bob and Ellen at Larry Harker's Auto, good shop to go to if you live on the west side. If you have one of those cars that you say, nobody's been able to fix this, then certainly um, Harker's would be in my top three shops throughout the valley that you should go to and ask Bob to take a look at it. Obviously, there's going to be some diagnostic time in there, but the diagnostic time is the beginning, and then we bid it and give you an estimate. You okay the repair. We perform the repair, and then we go drive the car to make absolutely sure that we fix the problem you brought it in for. Because it's a sin in our industry to charge you $1,200 to fix a hiccup and give you the car back with a hiccup. That's that's not what you want to, that's not the kind of shop you want. Kind of like our guy in Leeds, Alabama. Yeah, guy in yeah, Leeds, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 602-508-0960. We're going to take a break here in a minute and a half, but we'll come back at about three minutes after the top of the hour. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960. If you want to find a good shop in your area, 602-508-0960. If you're having a tough time with a specific car and you think you need a Ford guy or a GM guy or a Maserati guy, then we can guide you the best we can as well. We also have a pretty good feel for body shops. Mm-hmm. We also have a pretty, pretty good feel for transmission shops. But I'll, I'll, ATE is our, our go-to transmission shop. But mm-hmm. I want to tell you, I, I just can't recommend any other transmission shop. Oh, no. 
we've, we've had, had a lot of problems. We've had that. a lot of problems, and most of them are related to the second or third generation owners, mm-hmm. because there was a time back in the 70s, 80s and 90s, and even up to the 2000s, where we dealt with the transmission shop, and it was the best transmission shop in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. But the two owners retired and sold it to a, another gentleman, and and all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those things that happens. But when they sell, it's depends on the quality of the person that they're selling to and oftentimes it's a businessman with no transmission background Mm -hmm. and so that makes it especially difficult so nevertheless if you're looking for a good uh, transmission shop then automatic transmission exchange and likewise Harker at 38th Avenue Indian School is a good place to go if you've got a car that nobody else can fix 602-508-0960 my name is Mark Salem Sitting next to me is Renee, my wife, and my email address is mark at marksalem.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.